Hello and welcome to Stuff I Fucked Up. I'm your host, Andy Wallace, and this is a podcast about Stuff I Fucked Up. I am on a week off of work, and uh, the momentum of the podcast has been completely lost because I have not released an episode for over a week. And you know what they say, when things are going well, just do the opposite of what you've been doing. And that's what I've done because I've been off work and I'm hanging out with my wife and my dog. And if I don't do this podcast first thing in the morning, like when I've had lots of coffee and I'm ready and I'm feeling insane, then it just doesn't come out right. And that is what's going to happen today because it's 20 to 12. Uh, I'm already tired. I already want to nap. I've completely... Uh, overworked myself in a different sense this week. We didn't really go on a vacation per se. We we're just off of week, off of work for a week. So I'm trying to cram all the work around my house that I haven't done for the last year and a half into one week. And so I've been doing lots and lots and lots of like manual physical labor, and I'm completely like shattered physically. So we just went for a really long walk with our dog. I almost fell asleep when we were driving home and now I'm recording the podcast. So fair warning, it's probably going to be garbage, but this is what you're getting for my quarter century episode. That's right. Episode 25 of Stuff I Fucked Up. Get excited. I, uh... What did I want to do? Oh, yeah, melancholy YouTube comments. I got a good one this week. I was listening to uh, the song Gloria, uh, the 80s, or sorry, late 70s, 80s, early 80s tune from a, from a lady, a cover actually done by a woman named Laura Branigan. It was a cover of like an Italian disco song, but uh, it got big off of her, and it's a great song. <laughs> anyway, the comment is, this song always reminds me of my mother. She had a pretty hard life. Two divorces, one from a run from an abusive alcoholic, raised four kids, and died at 42 of cancer. What a life. But on occasion, this song would play on the radio, and she'd forget her worries for just a moment and sing it like Laura Brannigan herself. My best memory was when I was in college, and we went to two weddings within two years, and we danced to this, practically clearing the dance floor. I just remember her wild, her wide smile and how happy she was in the moment. After the second wedding, she was gone by the following year. But before she went, I played this for her in the hospital. And though she couldn't sing, she flashed that signature smile. This song will forever and always be her song to me. And the mother's name? That's right. You guessed it. Gertrude. Anyway, if you got any sad or introspective YouTube comments on old music videos, send them my way, S-I-F-U-P-O-D-7. That's S-I-F-U-P-O-D-7 at gmail.com. God, there's some good ones out there. I, if you're having a good day and you just want to hear a, an old song that used to make you feel great, just hop on YouTube, scroll down to those comments, and you will be in tears in no time. And I love it. I don't know why. Anyway, on to the episode. Now, this 
is uh, about the time when I went to get my dog. So back about six years ago now, my girlfriend, now wife, convinced me to finally get a dog. It's not that I didn't want a dog. Uh, I grew up with dogs. I love dogs. Uh, it's just that we, at the time, lived in a big city, and we both worked full-time. We lived in a small apartment, and it didn't seem fair to just get a dog and then leave it there all day in that small little place. But every Friday, every weekend, she'd look up different types of dogs that needed to be adopted, or she'd do research on dog breeds and tell me all about which breed would be best for us and our lifestyle and our work hours and all that stuff. And eventually... We got to a place where we, we had a big enough apartment and some parks nearby and we could probably finagle it, our work hours. So I gave in and I finally agreed to go look at some puppies. Now, we all know what happens when you go look at a puppy is you end up with a puppy. And I had basically accepted that uh, at that point. The breed of dog we chose was the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Uh, they're a pretty small breed. Uh, most of them get to be anywhere from about, say, 15 to 25 pounds. They're not super hyper. They just kind of need like a couple walks a day, nothing crazy, and they love to snuggle all the time. So we found a breeder, and we arranged for a day to go see what the puppies were like. Um, I mean, how dumb is that? Like, what does anyone think that puppies are going to be like? They're going to be hilarious and cute and dumb and sleepy and funny. But I guess from the breeder's perspective, it was more of an interview to see if we would be suitable owners. After all, so much money is spent in the breeding game and, uh, you know, they don't want to see the precious lineages of their dogs sullied by some trash owners. Or so they would have you believe. Because here's the thing about a breeder. They're basically a farmer, but of dogs. It's like a dairy farmer farms cows, a breeder farms dogs. And like they don't eat them, but and they keep a few of their own, but that's only for future farming purposes. You know, they keep the most pleasing ones and then they let them get banged by the other most pleasing ones. And then hopefully they turn out more pleasing dogs. And I don't care what you tell me. I don't think any of them really like dogs anymore. Like, sure, maybe they once did when they first got into like breeding, but it's like anything else that you make into your job. After a while, it's all just work. Uh, and I've, I've been to see a few dog breeders, you know, in my time, and they're all the same. They're all overweight women, aged 55 to 75, and they're absolutely fucking insane. They can talk about dogs, and that's it. They don't have a personality otherwise. Uh, yeah, and they're always crazy. So anyways, we go to this breeder, and we get there, and we noticed that there's like a huge uh, group kennel outside, like in a field. Like a whole bunch of stalls, I guess you would call them. And in all of them are golden retrievers and they're barking away at us. So we find out, it turns out this lady breeds both the Cavaliers and golden retrievers. So we make our way into this lady's house through a sliding glass door at the back of the house. It is absolutely covered in dog nose prints, tongue prints, drool, and mud. And we're greeted by about 12 excited, you know, 10-week-old puppies all jumping and peeing and, and being puppies. So that's amazing. And we pick them up and we hold them and we kiss them. And we basically know right then that we're getting a dog. But here's the catch, so this old bag tells us. 
She's booked up for months and months to come. She's got such a backlog of people who want puppies, Cavalier King Charles puppies, that she can maybe get us a puppy that coming fall. Now, it's December at this time. It's like mid-December, right before Christmas. So we're talking like nine months of waiting. So, you know, we happily and excitedly add our name to the list, and she shows us into her living room, which smells like pee and dogs, many, many dogs, uh, to show us her four, like, mother dogs. And sure enough, there are four cute, older, cavalier dogs in there just laying around, and one of them is nursing a batch of newborns, um, like, super newborns. Like, these things look like little pink potatoes. They're so newborn. And, you know, another one of the moms is pregnant, and it's cute, but, like, her place smells. It smells real bad. But that's normal, I tell myself. After all, she is a dog breeder, is she not? I mean, she's old, too, and surely she can't be expected to have a clean house all the time, especially with all these dogs. Well, anyways, we're leaving, and she's telling us that she'll be in touch the following fall. I take a good look at this lady, and I notice on her ratty old sweater, all around her, te- all around her head, in almost like a perfect circle, there's a ring of dandruff, like a fresh snow on a nativity scene. Uh, but, you know, I tell myself not to judge, and that this woman's lifestyle is very different than my own. After all, she cares about the dogs, not herself. And isn't that sweet? Well, about a month goes by, and we're into mid-January, and wouldn't you know it, we get an email from our favorite dog breeder. It just so happens that she had a litter born on New Year's Day, and there's one pup that is now unclaimed due to one of her thousands of clients dropping out. And she sends us a blurry pic of a little black and brown and white puppy balled up on the couch. And naturally, we're overjoyed. Now, you might ask... How did we somehow jump the line over thousands of other people that wanted to be one of her pri- wanted uh, sorry wanted one of her prized puppies, or like the hundreds and hundreds of people between us in that nine month date we'd originally gotten, and you'd be the only one asking that question because we sure didn't, and it's just funny how all reason and rationality goes out the window <laughs> when a puppy's involved. So anyway, she invites us to come by in a few weekends to meet our future puppy. Once its little eyes are open and, you know, it's grown up a bit. So we drive out there and we meet the litter of puppies and our future puppy. And she's so cute. And my wife and I decide that day that we'll call our puppy June. We don't know why, but it just seems like it fits. And she has these cute white markings all over her face and a big white stripe down one side of her nose and the whitest little chin and all this black and brown fur. She's super cute. And again, as we're leaving, I go to look at this old hog and I notice something is she's wearing the same sweater, same ring of dandruff, same everything. And I kind of shake my head and I tell myself, don't be so rude. You know, after all, she maybe she just wears this outfit when she's dealing with the dogs. It's messy work, and, and the puppies are messy. So whatever. So we head back home, and, like, we can't even imagine how we're going to make it through the next five weeks or so until we get to pick up the dog for good. And we read every book about raising a puppy. I remember we would take the bus to work every day, my wife and I, and on the bus we would open a book, and we would read it together, uh 
like, you know, like we're like a couple that can't get pregnant and we're waiting for our little Asian child to be shipped over to us. Um, but yeah, we were really excited. So we read and researched and bought puppy toys and beds and all that shit. And finally the day came. So we head back to the breeder's house. And this time when we arrived, we were greeted by all number of dogs, all ages and all sizes and breeds. First of all, there's two older Cavalier puppies, like bigger than normal, that seem like they should have gone home with someone by now. But the breeder assured us that she was just boarding them for someone while they were out of the country. And I guess that made sense. But like, who the fuck would get a puppy and then immediately leave the country? Secondly, there were several Golden Retriever puppies just wandering around freely. I guess one of her Retrievers also had a litter. And she had some of the puppies inside for whatever reason. She didn't really make clear to us. Um, but they were like just, they were literally just wandering around. They don't know, they're not trained. They don't, I don't think they knew the house. I, I don't know. Anyway, we, we sit down at our kitchen table to do all this dumb paperwork. And if you ever buy a purebred dog, which I don't super recommend, well, they make you do all this bullshit paperwork saying that you'll never have your dog spayed or neutered and you'll only feed them a certain kind of food and all this bullshit. It's all about protecting, like, the dog's, like, royalty or some breed or shit. But it doesn't really matter. You just sign it and then you lie and you say, yeah, yeah, I'll feed her the same food and all that stuff. But anyway, we're signing all this shit and there's two... Uh, cavalier puppies sort of playing around our feet as we do it. And they're both, you know, uh, like the age of what our puppy would be, like 10 to 12 weeks old. Um, and one is brown and one is black and tan and white. But neither of them are the puppy that we saw, you know, five, six weeks earlier. So we're playing with them, but we're also wondering, like, where is our one? So we're signing away and my wife picks up the brown one and has it in her lap. And the other one, the one that's black and brown and white, I can't help but notice it's over by one of the many cats that this lady owns. And it's just going to town on the cat's asshole. It's just licking it like crazy. And the cat loves it. And I kind of nudge my wife and she looks over and we both laugh. So we finish signing. And the lady goes, don't you want to pick up your own dog? And we go, yeah, where is she? And she points over to the cat ass eating dog and we both look at each other like what uh that's not our dog like it looks totally different but anyway we pick it up the dirty little bitch and we look at her and she has markings on her face but they're not the same as the the first dog we originally saw so my wife actually asked this lady are you sure this is the right dog and the lady offended now goes of course it's the right dog and my wife goes, uh, okay, it's just her markings look way different. And the lady goes, oh, that always happens when they get bigger. Their face completely changes and the markings move around. Now, I know that markings on, you know, humans and dogs, they can fade or they can go away. But we're talking like this dog's face had been 100% rearranged. Like if you compare this dog to the one we thought we were getting... It looks like one of those cubist paintings where, like, the fucking eye is on the neck and the nose is on the forehead and all that shit. Like, the dog is still so cute, but it's clearly way, way different and not the dog we thought we were going to get. But anyway, the woman just stares at us and we sort of just murmur, Okay? So, 
we're sitting with the ass-eating wrong dog. And the lady goes, okay. Uh, now, she has a little bit of sickness. Uh, many puppies get it. I forget what she called it. But she needs to take these antibiotics twice a day. And they can cause an upset stomach. And I was like, this sickness wouldn't be caused by excessive ass-eating, would it? <laughs> so anyway, so we get we, le we leave the place. And we have this shivering, scared little dog that's not ours with us. And we're walking through the yard. My wife looks at me and goes like, what should we do? And I was like, well, we can't leave this thing. This is our dog now. The ass eater is our dog. And we get in the car and I realized that I left uh, the dog's medication back inside. So I go in the house. I go back to the house and I knock on the filthy sliding glass door. No answer. I knock again louder. No answer. So I just, I just open it and I go in. And I'm doing that thing where I'm being like, hello, hey, it's me, the guy that was just here, just back because I forgot the medication. Still no answer. And I'm standing there in the kitchen, and the little brown puppy is still there. The golden retrievers are there. The ass cats are there. And they're all just, like, wandering around. Like, no idea how to live life at all. Like, they don't they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And so I, I uh, that's kind of weird. And I grab the medication on the counter and I can hear a TV going in the next room. So I kind of poke my head in to make sure that this lady knows that I'm back in her house and I'm still like literally talking out loud as I do all this. And I peek my head in and this old bitch is sitting in a recliner with her four poor mom dogs all flopped around her. And two of them are milking like full litters of little tiny baby potato sized puppies. And she's watching CNN on like 100% volume. It's so fucking loud. Like, of course, she can't hear anything. And she's super old. And I look at the side of her head. She doesn't know I'm there. I'm looking at her. And I realize she's still wearing the same sweater. And that ring of dandruff is thicker than ever. So I just turned around and left. And I regret not scooping up that other brown puppy. Because that fucking lady was running a puppy mill for sure. And we were just too dumb and naive at the time to know it. So anyway, <laughs> we get my dog, my dog June. We get we get her home. And she weighs 2.75 pounds. And the first thing she did when we put her down, <laughs> we put her down on the kitchen floor, she immediately had explosive diarrhea all over the place. And... She was very, very sick, and she wouldn't eat uh, for, like, the first week we had her. And we were legitimately concerned that she was going to die. And we called the breeder back because she told she said, you know, if, if anything seems wrong, just, just call us. And we said, oh, she's not eating, you know. We tried helping her or, like, wetting the food and tried feeding her treats and tried doing this. And the, the breeder just wrote back, you're spoiling her. Just leave the food and she'll eat if she needs it. Meanwhile, we have this like shivering dog that's like shitting blood. <laughs> and we're pretty sure it's going to die. So anyway, we took her to our new vet and the vet gave her some meds. And eventually she started eating and she gained a little bit of weight. And she was always, she has always been super, super small. Um, and... Uh, sickly <laughs> for her entire life. And I'm pretty sure it's because she came from this awful lady's 
place where these dogs are just allowed to roam free everywhere without their mom or anything <laughs> and eat cats' asses. <laughs> anyway, I, I looked it up after and like supposedly if you're running like a reputable dog breeder, your dogs should have like a litter at most like twice a year, but mostly like once a year. Like <laughs> this lady was churning them the fuck out. And this is all pre-COVID before everybody and their brother became a dog breeder. So not only did I get the wrong dog, I got a sickly dog. I paid a decent chunk of change for that sickly dog. And uh, that dog is my best goddamn friend. And I fucking love that dog. Uh, I wouldn't change any of it. I probably wouldn't get another dog from that lady. Um, and... So yeah, I got the wrong dog. It wasn't really a fuck up though because she is my best friend and really my only true friend in this cold, cold world. Uh, in regards to dog breeders, uh, there's, of course, everybody has an opinion. Everybody who likes dogs, whether you get a breeder or you adopt or you rescue, as they like to call it. Uh, it's all shit uh, because humans are involved. So as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I would say do your research on a breeder for sure. You don't want the poor dogs to come from a hellhole like where I got my dog. But uh, rescuing a dog is not any better. Uh, so don't fucking pat yourself on the back for that because, uh, A, you didn't rescue them. You just got a, a shit dog from the shit dog store. <laughs> You got an abused dog from the abused dog store. You didn't rescue them. The shelter rescued them. You went and fucking felt good about yourself for getting a defective shit dog. And why are those dogs defective and shit? Well, it's because of humans. So you either get a shit breeder dog who's been fucked up because of humans, or you get a shit defective dog that you rescue uh, that is fucked up because of humans. So... Uh, spare me any lecture on the breeder versus rescue debate because it's all shit and I feel sorry for the dogs but um, just do what you want uh, but do your research if you can so anyway that's the story of how I got the wrong dog and um, like I said she's my best friend and I love her to death and I sometimes wonder what happened to that other dog that was supposed to be my June. <laughs> I, uh, I hope she's having a good life wherever she is. And, um, you know, I hope that old bitch dies sometime soon and those dogs run free. Anyway, uh, if you would like to share my podcast around, uh, that would be great. I'm on Apple. I'm on Instagram. Oh, fuck, I'm on Instagram, uh, S-I-F-U pod, or no, fuck, shit, stuff I fucked up on Instagram, uh, I'm on Google, I'm on Spotify, uh, yeah, listens are going up, well, they were, until I stopped releasing episodes, but I'm gonna try and get back to normal now, uh, I'm gonna be off vacation soon, my wife's not gonna be around fucking it all up for me, and, uh, I'm gonna gonna get back into some sort of regularity i guess i say 
Anyway, that's it for this week. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.